0: Unsure about your future after school? From finances to college, from adult education to military options, the Life After School podcast is for you. Now on to the host, Charles Prince. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life After School. Again we are thankful for everyone who has been sharing these episodes and sharing this podcast. I want to apologize for not being on last week. We were traveling back from Georgia on the previous Thursday and did not have the time to be able to get on here and do an episode and I was gonna try to rush to get it done on Friday, but I figured I just wait to the following week and so that's where we're at. So again I apologize for that for those who have been waiting for an episode and we are here back on schedule happy new year to everyone hope everyone has had an amazing new year and an amazing christmas and pray that everything went well and you had enjoyed time with your families and time with others and again it's uh with january here kind of getting back in the groove of things with the holidays now being out of the way and so this uh one of those things are trying to get back in that regular routine. And last week, we talked a bit about the idea of renting. I said last week, two weeks ago. <laughs> See, I'll get back in the uh, groove of things and I need to remember when was the last time I did a podcast when I skip a week. That's a good thing to keep in mind. Um, we talked about how I was going to um, emphasize a little more on how to rent an apartment when you're right out of school or right out of college. And this is going to be a difficult thing for you to do. And I'm being honest with you. I'm trying not to discourage you, but it is not going to be an easy task to accomplish. And so we're going to be looking kind of just this idea, how to rent an apartment right out of school. And we're not just going to focus on the renting part itself, but we're going to talk about some things associated with renting and being able to get a place on your own, regardless whether it's an apartment A house to rent or a townhouse to rent, whichever, even a trailer, wherever you're going to rent. We're going to talk about some essential things that you need to have in order to rent. And uh, so when looking at the idea of how exactly do you rent, especially being right out of school. First things first, and this is probably a given, but I just want to mention it anyway. Having a job is essential. Having a job is essential. You need a job not only to pay the rent, because you're probably thinking to yourself, why mention this one? This seems kind of, this seems very evident. You know, I need a job in order to pay rent. And yes, that is true. But the people or company that you are renting from, they want to make sure that you do have a job. So I know some of you may be thinking of trying to go ahead and get a place and then get a job. Now start working now if you are able to and if you can do so and have the means to do so. I know some of you don't. Some of you may not have a driver's license or a vehicle to be able to get to and from a job. Some of you may not have internet capability in order to do a job from home. So I know this is not something everyone can do right away, but if you are able to find you a job and start earning some income, even if it's something that does not pay the best, Um, having a job is essential. Start getting some money to your name and some money for you to have in order to start working towards getting a place to live. Uh, The next thing to keep in mind is good credit is essential. Now, for the majority of you, when you graduate out of high school or college, you are most likely not going to have any or you're going to have very little credit. So the chances are, this is especially true for those right out of high school, you are going to um, go to a place and they may require you to have a co-signer for your contract. And I want to say that again, you may be required to have a co-signer for your contract. A co-signer is someone, and this, I don't know if this is the case all the time, but I do know, at least in the car industry, in the car dealership industry, in order for someone to be a co-signer for you, and far as, as far as getting a car, that person who's co-signing, their credit has to be ran. And so... The car dealership will not grant or will not go with the loan to get that person a car unless the co-signer's credit is acceptable to the car dealership. And I bring that up because that might be the case with an apartment or a townhouse or wherever you rent. Each company in each person has their own varying degree of qualifications of what they use in order for a co-signer to co-sign on your behalf. So just be careful about burning bridges out there. I know there are some bridges that are meant to be burned, but don't burn bridge and un- don't burn bridges unnecessarily because you do not know when you might just happen to need someone's help. And this is not to say that don't burn bridges just for the sake of using them, but there are going to come times when you might realize you know what if i hadn't burned bridges with that person then i may not be in this situation so just be careful about who you burn bridges with so a co-signer is most likely going to be needed and you can go in with friends you can go on with friends and split the rent and again this is something that i have not had much experience on actually no experience on because um, I believe cause I'm not exactly sure how my rent was done when I was living at college in my apartment, I think it was based on how many people, or I think it was based on me living there split among various people. So I think I only had to pay a portion, which when I say, I, I mean, my parents, my parents paid for my apartment in college. And so that's something I'm not 100% sure on, and of what exactly, if I, what, how it was done, and which I was with my family on Christmas. But talking about rent was kind of the last thing on my mind, and I didn't wanna bring that up. And I didn't think to bring it up because I completely forgot about that apartment until I was preparing for this. And I was like, oh man, I forgot. I was in one of those situations in which I had multiple roommates. And, but I did not know exactly how that played out as far as how much the rent was and what was the determining factor about how much rent would cost and everything like that. So when you are able to get a contract, thoroughly check your contract. Thoroughly check your contract. We talked a little bit about this in previous episodes, but this is very important to keep in mind. Not only check your Contract to make sure that you're not getting scammed for anything, but check your contract to make sure that you are able to afford this place. And when I say afford, I'm not necessarily talking about money wise. Okay, to a degree, I am referring to money, but when I say afford, I'm not referring to, okay, the rent's a thousand a month. I can make a thousand a month um, to pay the rent. I'm good to go. What I mean by afford, make sure you can afford the place. I'm referring to the fact that if you look at a contract and it says that you can only miss rent once or you can only miss rent twice and action can be taken against you or fees can be um, levied against you, that's what I mean because... In the job economy that we have, it is not going to, it's something you really need to seriously take in consideration that you may have a month that you may have to miss. And in some instances, you might have two months you have to miss. Now, I know our goal is to not miss any, and that's why I'm strongly going to encourage you, especially in our next section, about saving money and saving as much as you can with hurting yourself which for some of you that is not very much you can save per check if you're able to but it's something that needs to be done and so i understand that the economy we're in that there is a high there's a chance that you might get behind and so that's the reason why i am strongly encouraging you check your contract because if you have a landlord or a manager or any kind of company that does not allow much leeway when it comes to paying rent, then you need to be sure that you, are, um, that you are on the ball and make sure that you are doing a good job paying rent. Now, I wanna mention this as well. Even if you have a contract that allows a lot of leeway on paying rent, still stay on the ball and pay rent pay your rent on your lease uh, This, or pay on your lease pay it regardless because they may have a lot of leeway but in some instances a company having a lot of leeway or a landlord, landlady having a lot of leeway may actually get you in more trouble because you are going to go um, you are going to this point you're going to this point in which you are considering maybe the first time you missed rent was because you couldn't afford it. But then you start to realize, you know what? Something seems pretty nice having this extra money that's not going towards rent. So you're like, you know what? I can catch up next month. So, And you can snowball pretty fast into owing a lot of money and you're in worse shape than if you were with a land. Uh, with a landlord or a company that only allowed you to only get behind a month or two so that's what i'm saying stay on top of it regardless now there's more we can talk about as far as the process of renting a place right out of school but i want to talk about some things let's just say you do end up getting that apartment regardless whether it's with yourself or with a group of friends and y'all are living together, or you're living on your own. Now, the most important thing that is going to be a big factor in your life is money. So now you got this place to rent. Um, what a, what do you do with your money? Um, save what you can now. And this is important tip for those that have an apartment and those that don't have anywhere. To live on their own, they're not living on their own. They still might be living with parents, still might be living with friends, might be living somewhere. If you are in a situation in which you do not owe a ton of money to live where you're at, because I do know in some instances there are some people who live with their parents and they have to help with the bills and help have to help with those things. If you are able to even if you have to help if you're able to even just save a few dollars two or three dollars per do it but use that as your minimum and i say use that as your minimum because yes two or three dollars a check is better than nothing but try as best you can to try to put more in as possible it is not easy it takes a lot of discipline but it is possible to save money and there and there are very few cases in which it is impossible okay let me rephrase that there are many cases in which that's not possible because I have to remember the current economy where end? it is very possible that saving is a very difficult thing to do especially as expensive things are getting and keep getting at the stores So, so my apologies for that I don't want to imply that if you can't save that Something's wrong with you. No, no, I don't want to give that impression because it is not easy to save in this economy, in this market. So if you are able to save as much as you can without hurting yourself. Um, this next part's important. This is very important. If you are living with roommates, be sure to have money to cover your bills even the bills you share with your friends or roommates. Because when it comes to renting with roommates, there's a high chance, there's a very high chance that how it's going to be split is each person will be in charge of their own fixed bills. For instance, you'll be in charge of your own cell phone bill, and maybe some other bills like your car insurance stuff that's you know that applies to you and the amount stays the same each month the problem is going to come when you are sharing electric bills water bills and all of these other bills that's when the problem is going to come up because you might be a person who saves electricity and save water but then you got another person who might leave lights on all the time and you might take a few minute showers. This person might be in the shower for 30 minutes and when it comes to trying to figure out who pays who, that can always be a nightmare. And you have to take into consideration, even if the person pays fair, keep in mind, roommates can move out. And if you don't have another roommate that's helping you with the bill, then you have just become responsible for that bill. And Even if you try to get someone else to help you with it, they're an adult. You can't force them to help you with something. And that's one thing that you have to realize when it comes to being an adult, that adults, just like as you become an adult, the other people that you're going to associate with that might be in the same um, class as you, maybe graduated with you and whatnot, they're also adults too. So which means you cannot force them to do something and they cannot force you to do something. So with that being said, if you get stuck with a bill, you may be the one that end up paying the whole thing for it. And there's not much you can do. And so definitely make sure you have enough to cover the bill, and utility, even if you share it with someone. So we talked about the money as far as Trying to save what you can and talking about bills, especially for those that are going to share bills. What about after you get a place? You know, where do you find stuff to get to put in your apartment or wherever you're going to live? And this is where I strongly recommend shopping at places like Goodwill. Um, well, Goodwill is a good place. I would recommend thrift stores. Um, thrift stores, I think, have decent amount of stuff. Not everything's good. They do sell junk as well, so I know not everything's going to be good. Facebook Marketplace, I have had pretty decent experience with that. I've had a few busts on Facebook Marketplace, but for the most part, I have had pretty good luck with it. Just be on the lookout for scams and be on the lookout for people that are just flat out hard to work with if you set a red flag with someone when you're trying to ask about a particular thing they're selling especially if it's a piece of furniture or whatnot then go with your gut and find someone else or just purchase it or save the money to purchase it later use online places such as amazon amazon's a good place now here's another place that i strongly recommend for you to use as well especially if you're starting from scratch on buying furniture This is going to seem like an odd choice, but I encourage you to at least take a look at it. If you live near an Ikea, I would strongly recommend Ikea as something to use for starter furniture. And some of you might be listening to this, especially if you've never been to an Ikea and think to yourself, whoa, ain't that place pricey? And yes, they do have things that are expensive, but they also have a good amount of things smaller furniture and tables and whatnot that are not that badly priced and it is good starter furniture and I say it's good starter furniture because Ikea is an interesting store because the quality of their furniture is I would say it's not horrible quality but it's also not the most fanciest or the most best quote-unquote quality as far as materials are concerned but it is good material and good um it is good enough to get started you can find a lot of good pieces of furniture now keep in mind you do have to assemble everything yourself so if you're not good at assembling um you can see if your friends can help you i do know ikea also offers um services in which they will build it for you. So I do know that you do have that option as well. So I just want to mention that there is a big chance that you are going to uh, that you are going to um, have to put this stuff together. So if you're not good with that, then IKEA may not be the best choice for you. But if you're, but even if you're not good at putting stuff together, if you can find like, even if you need something like a a nightstand or something, like there's a pretty good chance that you might be able to put that together fairly well. And if not, uh, you know, I'd strongly encourage you to find someone that can help you do that. Or as I mentioned before, find one on Facebook marketplace. And I found a lot of good nightstands on Facebook marketplace. And so, um, take advantage of these things. And next thing I want to talk about, and this ties into this whole idea of money and living on your own is clothing. And I'm tying all this all in with the renting because there these are factors that can impact how much you can afford on rent and utilities. So that's the reason why I'm through all of this in with our topic of rent. When it comes to clothing, do not go broke over unnecessary clothing and clothing brands. When I was younger. Especially when I was in high school and college and the first few years I was in the military. I, well, at least my beginning years of uh, middle school, I was a person who loved wearing name brand. I wore a lot of Sean, a lot of Sean John, a lot of um, polo, FUBU back in the day. Um, For those of you not familiar, you know, especially for that was one of the big brands back in the day. Now I think they sell it at Walmart. It's like, wow. I used to get made fun of Walmart clothes before I started wearing this stuff. And now they're selling it at Walmart. (laughs) And so I always thought that was ironic. But um, and then when and then I kind of went into a phase in which I only wore American Eagle Hollister, Abercrombie, and Fitch, especially Hollister. That was like the name, the main brand that I wore a lot. And then I worked at American Eagle Outfitters. And so I had a ton of clothes from American Eagle. So I was really big on name brand clothes. And I had a lot more name brand clothes when I had a job at American Eagle and bought more of the clothes for myself and had the discount as well to be able to get more clothes and whatnot. But even with my... From well, my parents and my mom, she only bought name brand clothes from stores like Ross or Marshalls. She did not pay full price for this stuff, and and so I absolutely So Marshalls was one of my favorite stores because I got to actually wear name brand clothes, and I stopped getting made fun of in school and whatnot. So I mean, if you're dead set on wearing name brand clothes. And uh, I would strongly recommend shopping at Ross or Marshalls or if you want to, check outlet malls. Outlet malls are a great source of fine clothing brands that you like for uh, a little bit of some cheaper prices and some on sale prices. So I encourage you to do, do that. But don't be so consumed about name brands. You're overpaying. And that's one thing I've learned And I stopped caring about name brands for the most part you're overpaying for a pair of clothing that costs less than a couple of dollars to make overseas. And we're just making these companies richer and these billionaires richer and they have no problem draining us and making us poor just so they can line their pockets and uh, put more money into advertising. I'm not here to be on on that spill. Well, I'm just, what I'm trying to get at and trying to have everyone that's listening to this understand is that it is very important to remember your priorities when it comes to rent paying rent regardless whether you're right out of high school or college so a lot of these things kind of associate this whole idea of making sure you have money for rent and paying rent as well and i hope this episode's been a good help for you We are going to delve a little more on some of these, some more of these topics and what we're going to do next week, we're going to talk about money and we're going to talk about how to budget money. I am not an expert on this. I am not an expert by any means necessary, but I'm going to talk about some of the things that I have learned and the mistakes I have made. And hopefully with me passing these along to you, you will not make these mistakes as well. You all have a good rest of your evening and have a good rest of the week and never give up on your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Life After School podcast hosted by Charles Prince. Check your favorite podcast platform for a new episode every Thursday. Never give up on your dreams. Fighting to create